Welcome to Docs in Orbit, a podcast for international, independent, creative documentary filmmakers. This is Eileen Guckman. In this episode, I had the privilege of sitting down with Vera Chakanyova, the brilliant director behind the film Notes from Irimosine, which I had the pleasure of discovering at the Berlinale a few months ago. Notes from Irimosine is an experimental documentary that delves into the future possibilities of blockchain technology and artificial intelligence through a captivating blend of analog footage and 3D scanner images. Chakanyova captures the clash between traditional and digital elements in our times. This is her third feature, concluding a trilogy that began with her debut work, Frem, followed by the documentary White on White. Across all the three films, she explores the same themes, such as artificial intelligence, a dystopian future for humanity, analog versus digital, nature versus civilization, and climate change. In this fun conversation about serious mothers, we explore Chakanyova's artistic process, which can be solitary at times, and her approach to sound, editing, and cinematography. We also delve into the different perspectives she adopts in each of her films, and the profound questions these films raise about our existence and the future of our societies. I had these uh, thoughts of a bright and shiny technological future. I couldn't have foreseen all of the implications of my inventions. was beyond everyone's imagination. First of all, thank you for your film. It's a very unique film about so many topics ranging from climate change to artificial intelligence, extinction and depression. <laughs> um, and it made me feel less lonely with these concerns that I have regarding these topics. So, so thank you. <laughs> oh, that's that's good to hear when you make a film that resonates with others because it's quite personal and that can also be um, a problem sometimes that it's too personal or too introverted mm -hmm. and it doesn't touch that much other people um, because you deal with some problems that you think are important but other people <laughs> may not have this uh, feeling but so it's always good to hear when uh, other people are somehow resonate with it or are on the same wavelength. I think we're we're also on the same wavelength when it comes to the cinematography and the sound. I really love what you you have crafted. <laughs> um, so you use a blend of analog film and 3D visuals, which gives a sense of nostalgia, but also at the same time this futuristic feeling. Yeah, well, actually, it was meant to be like in some sort of a contrast uh, because obviously there are these two uh, layers of reality, let's say. Uh, one is this virtual or digital uh, world or grid or network or whatever you call it, sphere. And the other one is this analog uh, primitive or organic biological, you know, root or base. Uh, material uh, from which this virtual world came out. Um, so there is this contrast because also because I invented this um, 
this sect of, of Baltimore people who, who who just want to avoid all this uh, digital or virtual um, layer and, and stay true to like go back to the roots sort of or to nature and their like biological self so uh, and so that's why they use this technology um, which also has this nostalgic feeling uh, <laughs> you're right uh, so there is this uh, melodramatic in, in a way <laughs> feeling uh, that you get out of it but yeah that's that's what I meant I mean uh, it, 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 that that's why I chose this technology because I I also like very much shooting on film um, because it makes me more free from some absurd reason, <laughs> which is hard to explain to people that don't shoot on film uh, because it's always stressful and you have just a limited amount of material and it's and it's the opposite that people think that uh, you, you're very much limited or restricted, but I feel much more freedom. <laughs> Uh, because it's just so so much fun, and and you don't know what to expect and what the outcome exactly will be, and uh, so you 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 just free yourself from your expectations, and I don't know, it's part of the process. Sometimes it's just not working out, as as you mentioned, but <laughs> that's it. I I totally agree about the this freedom. Uh, for me, I'm often creatively stuck because I'm. Um, I'm a very anxious filmmaker <laughs> and uh, having these borders you, you have to work within, you know, this um, this constraints that analog film gives, I think it's freeing in a way, right? It works because we're living in this world of endless possibilities and it's so overwhelming that uh, but you, you can set up these limitations even working with digital media, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know, you can limit yourself and set up some rules and... and you can also do it with digital, but uh, but in in the analog, it's like in, inherently like a property of it. I'd like to talk also about the sound in your films. It's always very interesting. It conveys a lot of ideas and emotion, but it's never overwhelming, even when in the when it takes over the image. And so I was wondering, how was your collaboration with your sound designers? Well, it's it's. Uh... It was different each time, uh, actually, but uh, with these three films, but maybe there is more elaborate sound work in Frame and uh, and in this third film, because White on White is pretty much uh, classical in, in, in a way, uh, even of sound design. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I always... Um, I always... I'm, I'm quite... Uh, uh, I like to work with the sound, um, but I, I uh, I'm not able to uh, uh, to I'm not able to work in the sound uh, programs, you know. So I'm not like a, really a sound person. But in the editing room, in 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 the editing software, I like to place a lot of reference and to find a lot of um, even like found footage uh, sounds that that you can find in, in some even like free sound libraries, you know. Uh, like free sound or whatever, and I also, um, but I also also like to record um, the sound at, at, at the place. Where, for example, when I was shooting uh, with sixteen millimeter, I always had some uh, small recorder or like a microphone, and and I took some sounds from the environment to have some reference. 
but then I like to um, I like to uh, to, <laughs> to because it's um, obviously it's not a synchronous uh, you know uh, connection in between image and sound in in, in my films uh, it's always t totally separate layers and uh, but I like to work like this because it gives you more um, options uh, to make associations and to play with with these two layers more freely and and so uh, but I always like to uh, to arrange pretty much uh, the sound uh, tracks, you know, and, and to put everything I, I, ha I have in mind or find the reference for almost everything. Um, so it's pretty. So I feel pretty much of the of the space, you know. It's not that I I just uh, I just give the the sound um, guy uh, just a picture because you you could do it, you know. It's <laughs> but. Uh, but I like to be as, as as precise or as specific as I can be, like with, with these uh, samples uh, I provide. But then it's like, uh, okay, I did my part, and uh, uh, he, he can at least feel or have an idea what what I meant or uh, what I want. But then it's uh, I I think I, I give give the person pretty much free hands. You know, it's not like you have to use it as, as I did in, in, in this specific place or whatever, but it's just my um, suggestions uh, uh, that I'm giving to you and, and work with it as, as you, as you want, you know, and, and I'm always uh, interested um, when, when the person uh, has totally different ideas or, you know, he can throw it away and, and do something completely different. And, uh, it's not that I'm like, you have to, you know, do it as I... Death is logically senseless, ethically inadmissible and aesthetically ugly. In his inability to face death, man has looked for salvation in religion and mysticism in the hope of immortality, if only for the soul. And uh, I also connected very much with the humor. It made me laugh a lot despite the seriousness of the subject. Especially the voiceover by an artificial intelligence. Um, I was wondering, did you write the narration and the voiceover and the dialogues by yourself, or did you have a collaborator? Well, actually, it's it's really <laughs> it's really sort of a one man show. This film that that's also why I decided to um, in the final credits to put just the statement that it was made by myself because it. it uh, there was no purpose to, you know, <laughs> uh, write all the professions that I actually uh, accomplished, you know, like scriptwriter and uh, DOP and uh, editor and sound recordist and whatever. <laughs> so, uh, so um, because it was quite a low budget project, actually, and uh, that was also the thing that I had to do it um, DIY. Uh, but this person, dramaturgist, uh, <laughs> her name is Clara Tasovska. She helped me a lot because she, uh, because since I was editing it myself alone, so it was very useful uh, for me to show it to someone else, uh, uh, to her, uh, and I trust her um, pretty much on on her. Uh, we ha we are at the same <laughs> wavelength, uh, let's say, and she was collaborating on my previous films also as a script editor or a dramaturgist so she she also saw frame and wide and wide and uh, so, so it was really helpful to uh, talk about it with her and and she saw it um, 
yeah, I don't think there was uh, any other person who saw it, who saw all the versions of, of the edit, you know, and uh, yeah. So it it was good to have someone like a sparring partner uh, and the feedback also. You made three feature films. This was your third one and it's part of a trilogy. Well, that, yeah, it's, it's this bombastic <laughs> notion that spread out. out <laughs> that, uh, but it's because the, the three films are connected somehow. And uh, so, yeah, it, it forms some sort of, a, uh, I would maybe say set or I don't know. The, the setting is, is like the same. It's this post-human, uh, uh, you know, topics and the, the topic of artificial intelligence. And I'm present in, at least in, in two of the films as, as a character. And so, yeah, it's, it's connected. Uh, and actually this, um, <laughs> this third film, uh, I consider it as something, uh, like a prologue to the first film, actually Frem, uh, like, uh, because in Frem, if, if you watched it, there is a, a short introduction sort of, uh, of, I don't know, eight minutes or nine minutes. Uh, which was shot on uh, analog material on on 16 millimeter film, and this is actually just a um, prolonged <laughs> version of 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 the introduction in in frame. Uh, at least it's how I was thinking about it. But obviously, um, you don't need to see for you don't need to see uh, all all of the three films uh, to be able to understand each one of them. I mean, you can only watch. Mm, that means you don't have to see frame and white and white to be able to understand or watch notes from Hermosine. Uh But if if you <laughs> already followed my previous work, then maybe you, you can understand better or you can see some more uh, connections or I don't know. What, what I like the most about your film is how subjective they are, um, including white on white, which is the one I would say that is the closest to what we will we could call a typical traditional documentary. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like the most traditional uh, of them. Yeah, but it was also the <laughs> it was actually uh, the most random film also in a way. Uh, why don't find why don't why because I I didn't really uh, intend to to shoot this film um, because I went to Antarctica to shoot Frame and that was the main reason. And being there and being confronted with uh, myself as a human being and shooting this uh, crazy experimental science fiction <laughs> from a point of view of artificial intelligence, I just, uh, I don't know, it, it felt so weird and so absurd to be in this uh, situation as a human being. So I needed to somehow, um, you know, also tell <laughs> this personal human experience. At, from this site and so that's why this film actually happened but uh, uh yeah. yeah every shot every sound every editing choice tells us something about your personal point of view or the point of view that you decided to adopt like ai so yeah i, I really admire that you stand by this subjectivity <laughs> yeah well it's not it's not, it's not easy it, it wasn't easy for me you know because i yeah, it, it seems from these films that I'm a very <laughs> narcissistic no. person that uh, wants to present uh, <laughs> uh, present themselves. Uh, but 
yeah, it's it's. Uh, I really don't like actually being in front of the camera. So for me, it was <laughs> kind of hard and exhausting also experience because. Uh, but that that's how it happened. And uh, <laughs> in 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 the future film, I I don't want to be a character. <laughs> no, not anymore. I think that was enough. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> so so the trilogy is really done. Yeah, and also I I want to tackle some uh, other issues maybe or. In, in a different way mm -hmm. again but uh yeah for me th this is like closed uh, and i'm also it's it's kind of relief to to that it's over and that i can focus on something else now uh yeah because actually yeah, the, the process behind it if, if you ask in in the beginning um it really was uh, um <laughs> i sometimes i felt like in a prison actually <laughs> making these three films because uh, the the first idea came with Frem, uh, with the first one, and uh, it was meant to be like a more complex film uh, that that would encompass all these issues. Uh, but it uh, but it ended up as this, uh, if you've seen it as a experimental conceptual work, and uh, so these other episodes or topics that were meant to be part of it uh, just uh, were cut out in, in the editing room or didn't even make the way into it because it was already too much you know but i think it's it's maybe a disease of a uh, of every filmmaker that is making his uh, first feature film or the debut that you want to put everything in, in into, into the first movie but it's not possible because <laughs> it's too much so i just ended up with uh, having this film but i felt that i didn't tell everything i wanted you know and uh that's why I <laughs> I needed to finish the the job, you know. But it 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 meant to make another two feature films. <laughs> so it's a very simple proverb that says that sometimes less is more, you know. <laughs> I will keep and, this uh, in mind. <laughs> and that's <laughs> yeah. How could we define your film? So for me, for example, it's so anchored in our times and in a reality that I would definitely call it a documentary, but it's also a science fiction. So um, what do you say? Can we call it a non-fiction science fiction? <laughs> science fiction is it's just because it, it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, set up in the future, let's say, and it's, not, it's kind of oxymoron, actually, when you use the documentary filmmaking, uh, mapping the future. Uh, so a sci-fi documentary is actually an oxymoron, but that <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> you know so i don't know i read that some people um have also described it as a speculative documentary mm -hmm. which i agree with but in a way <laughs> um but the problem i have with this definition is that speculative docs usually they ask the question what if um and i think in your yeah. film we're past that point already yeah, we're <laughs> we're already in the future. It's not what if. I mean, this is happening, but it's just I don't know. Uh, maybe in a different millennium. <laughs> no, it's like we we're not in this what if era anymore, but uh, already in the okay, like you said, this is happening. So, what do we do now, <laughs> era? And uh, <laughs> yeah, I I think that also brings me to the question, like. What is the purpose of the film, you know? Is it like a mere commentary or a testimony or is it a call to action for you? I don't have this strictly, you know, uh, defined, but because it is also a, 
it is a call to action, but at the same time, sort of a testament, let's say, if we are talking about this uh, third film, Notes from Aramosin, for example. Uh, so, yeah, th there is um, a little bit this resignation, <laughs> in a way, because when you're making a testament, that means that you're already done <laughs> with, with reality, because... Uh, uh, and it's also, it finishes with my death at, at the end as a physical person or a biological person. So, uh, but at the same time, it's addressed uh, to, to the people living now, you know, and that's, um, that's this uh, call for action uh, perspective that you want to, because you're showing the future or it's the, that's what happens in science fiction that you uh, uh, exaggerate or hyperbolize you know the uh, the present in to, to show people how how it could uh, possibly look like if we follow some path that we are on right now for example and that is a call for action you know because a lot of times people i think the problem of these times <laughs> we're living actually also with climate change and uh, and all these disasters happening war in ukraine and uh yeah, and artificial intelligence is that people don't have um, don't have in enough imagination. Uh, the, the problem is that they a lot of times you can't really see uh, like what it means uh, exactly. You know that the climate change is happening. Okay, but it's it's so many things connected. You know, and uh, it's hard to imagine actually the future uh, in in a concrete way. And um, that's why people just because it's so complex that that it's uh, it's overwhelming and and uh, the uh, the strategy is to just uh, deny it or I don't know run run away from it because uh, uh, because of this lack of imagination actually. <laughs> Do we still need imagination when it's already happening? all around us yeah but it's still the problem is that it's still a very light version of what will come you know yeah that's true <laughs> and yeah and you have to put a lot of effort uh, into um, being able to focus on on certain kind of information because it's, it's we're living in in the ocean of data and uh, you you're, you're just not able to absorb everything so you just uh, ignore a lot of facts or yeah, climate change is already happening. If you if you go to Bangladesh or the, these countries that that are most affected mm -hmm. you know, with these changes, it, it's already happening there. But uh, but most most of the people just you know it's it's far away and uh, you're just over, overwhelmed or saturated with all these images of poverty and uh, disaster and. Uh, and you just feel helpless so <laughs> there's a lot of mistrust now like we don't know what information to believe or not but it's caused by algorithms you know it's also this <laughs> topic of artificial intelligence like why uh, did we end up in this situation uh and <laughs> and also it's uh <laughs> it's so complicated that uh, and, and so uh that like a regular user uh just you can't understand like what is happening because you don't see through, you know, uh, like you don't, you don't see the structure of, of all of these complicated things. 
that make your social reality you know it's just uh, you're just surfing on on the surface and um <laughs> well it's hard yeah <laughs> we're living we're living in hard times <laughs> i think you connected all of this very well in your film um some of these topics you will think that they are disconnected from each other like what the what does depression really has to do with artificial intelligence um it's funny because you said earlier that your advice was to keep it simple <laughs> yeah but imagine but i know it's complicated but imagine it would be all in one film like notes from animal scene why don't why don't frame would be just just about one film so the level oh, of wow. complication <laughs> or complexity would be even worse so uh, yeah for me it's simple but <laughs> yeah i see what you mean <laughs> so this is the simplest film you could have done like say <laughs> well i think uh well it's it's all connected to my personal um character or experience so that that's what what makes it uh or at least i i hope that these uh indices that are inside the film and that you can retrieve from the dialogue you know because uh imagine that there wouldn't be this dialogue you know of this artificial intelligence with my virtual self and you would only see the pictures <laughs> and and the and, and the sound sounds without any explanation or you know like because actually the, this was one of the this was one of the radical versions of the edit because at, um, actually at the, at the very beginning the dialogue was even uh, more um, it uh, it took more space in the film and it was like more elaborated and uh, a lot more words actually and uh, descript description uh inside uh and then you start to reduce it reduce it because you want to find this this point um this tipping point is is hard to design but it's it's uh how much uh, is is necessary to explain to the viewer to be able to connect with the film because if it's uh, if it's too much then then it's like boring or or it's irritating even but if it's like uh, less than optimum then you're confused and and you you're you know you're also um uh how to say it, uh, irritated because you, you don't have enough information and, you, you know, finding this, this balance, uh, like in, in the editing room where, uh, so I hope I found it, but yeah, it, it, it could have been even worse in, in terms of... Uh, <laughs> no, no, you did. <laughs> I think your intentions were really clear. It was not boring at all. Uh, so I think you got it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Knots from Eremusine continues its festival run and is currently having its Ukrainian premiere at DocuDays in Kyiv. It will also premiere soon in Brazil. So for updates about the further screenings, please subscribe to Docs in Orbit and follow our social media. This episode was produced by Kristina Zahariadis in Brooklyn, Eileen Guckman in Zurich, with music by Nahim Mahboub in Stockholm.